Hi there, and a very warm welcome to this session of the Short Stay Virtual Summit, where I welcome Deborah Heather. Now, Deborah joins me from Quality in Tourism, which is the UK-based accreditation provider for the short stay industry. Deborah, welcome. How are you doing? I'm really good, Elaine. Thanks very much. No, I'm really glad to be here. Nice to see you again. Great. Same to you. I just time has flown. We were just saying before we started recording, it seems like five minutes and forever since we last were here doing a recording similar to this one. So it's great to welcome you and it's going to be brilliant to find out what's happened in, in your world too, Deborah. But first, let's find out a little bit about your, your background and just tell us a bit about what quality and tourism do. Sure. So um, I'm an ex-hotelier, actually, or ran hotels up until about eight years ago. Um, and then I joined Quality and Tourism um, to run the business, basically. Uh, we work, Quality and Tourism is a accreditation body for the hospitality industry. So it works across the traditional markets and the, the FTR market, clearly. Um, also in things like uh, attractions, experiences, though, all those sorts of things. It's not just accommodation. And we are variously different types of quality marks that, that really help the businesses improve, uh, go on their continuous improvement journey. We have a, a, a processes that include certain paperwork sides of things. And then the other bits, we do some mystery shopping. And, and actually, it's all very friendly. It's all very um, hold your hand, help support you as a business. Um, our job is not to be the old fashioned inspectorate. We like to be the polar opposite of that. Um, so, you know, we're not pushing to fail people, but if they're not quite there, we help them get over that line. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's a business support, but gives you a nice little stamp at the end. Yeah, Sue, so I think that's such an important point you've just made there in that you're there to help. You're there to bring us everybody up and to make sure that, that everybody's improving the industry as a whole, us as individual providers, and that you're, you're doing the handholding. You're not doing the, the finger wagging and this is wrong, that's wrong. It's not that in old inspect. I think that's such an important point. So, so thanks for bringing that up. And, and of course, what you do is, is really important, especially now. So how have you seen things evolve and change over the last year in terms of cleaning and safety protocols for the short-term rental industry? probably jumping ahead with some of the questions here but um we actually uh used to run the visit england accreditation schemes up until four years ago and from having that experience of running these uh, standard schemes um in the uk and they're called the common standards in the uk we kind of realized what was wrong with those schemes so uh, and most of that was it was it was not looking at they call them they, they call them quality schemes but actually it wasn't really looking at the underlying health and safety issues that 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 um are in the industry and that everybody needs to uh, um, apply and, and, and comply with. Um, and the, the reason I think that's really important is because the lines are blurring between all sorts of different industries. So you might find a rental property doing a short-term let or uh, a long-term rental going into short-term lets, or you could find people doing a mixture of both. Yeah. Um, and then the description between what is a hotel, what is a B&B &B, and what is a, all of those things, the lines are just completely blurred, which is a great thing and really benefits the consumer and they get choice and it's all that wonderful stuff doing. But what we actually need to do is get the basics right across the board. So having uh, split from Visit England, we um, created a scheme called Safe, Clean and Legal in 2018. And that was all about professionalising um, cleanliness and, and looking at those aspects of health and safety that everybody should consider. Um, we, we did that. And, and, and actually, as soon as we moved into the COVID period, our scheme was ready made. So we didn't need to make any adjustments because if you think about viruses and things like that for cleaning, um, norovirus is exactly the same. Um, um, it, it, it is as 
it, you would treat a norovirus exactly the same as you would a COVID-19 virus. And our standards were set to include that level of cleanliness. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so already you, you, you were here and ready to go and, and, and hit the ground and really help that additional level of education. Cause I think that's where it suddenly became extremely important that that process of clean cleanliness needs to be standardized and there's that extra level of education for owners to make sure they are getting rid of viruses which may not have been a consideration in the past cleanliness million percent people are going this has got to be spotless but it's that extra change isn't it that that gets rid of those viruses so Really, we've, we've dealt with any changes. You were already ready to go, but you're really here to help owners create trust with their guests so that they're able to, to book happily. So should we delve a little bit more into the safe, clean and legal package that you, you offer to support owners through that? Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, safe, clean and legal is a scheme. I, I, quality and tourism is, is what's called the primary authority for tourism. So we partner with one local authority who check what we're doing and we use them to um, to bounce off ideas to work out where we should have the scheme at what level it should be right. uh, should be existing so they look at the areas of environmental health trading standards and fire safety and, and when we invented safe clean and legal the, the whole thing was this is about life and limb this is about protecting customers and making sure they are actually safe when they come yes. um, to stay at a place some this emergence and blurring of markets meant that, and actually in some traditional operators, like some hotels, there was levels of cleaning that was very much at a domestic cleaning level rather than a professional cleaning level. So, so what our scheme does is, is basically give you a, um, a set of tools to help you get to the next level of, of the cleaning. So um, we, there'll be, we've got a set of guidance for every single type of property that's out there so they can think around um, how they manage and operate their own property. We've got cleaning protocols that go across all of the industries. Um, and then we've got risk assessments, which are around the customer journey and the touch points they might have with either the operator or their staff. Because obviously we're looking to protect the staff as well as the consumers yes. as well. And it's, it looks quite scary. And I think for people that aren't and, and often in hospitality, we're not desk job people. Um, it looks a little bit like it's quite intimidating, but actually the process is, is really good. It is just makes you think, right, they arrived there. What do I need to do at that point? And where's, where's the risk points? They do right. this next. And it takes them on a step-by-step -step journey. And literally, it takes an hour to sit down and plan it. We've got assessors at the end of the phone that will talk you through and offer you best practice advice. So I always talk about our assessors seeing 300, 500 properties a year. So they, if you've got a problem, they've got a solution. Um, they've seen it yeah exactly and that's that's what we are we're, we're there as the conduit of best practice to help people through the difficult bits to help them get to the next step um so actually safe clean legal as i say there's paperwork involved but it's but it's about making sure you're protected as operators as much as as the guest is um and and because it, in any instance if we take money off off a guest then we have to provide a certain level of cleanliness, of environmental safety, of, of fire safety. Those things are um, part of our, uh, our compliance and our, our obligations, basically. So it's really just holding the hand of, of the operators to make sure, them sure they're doing as much as they can and actually making them aware of some of the risks. So, I mean, it, it's not just cleanliness. There are health and safety risks. We have children here, we have something else going on there. We're, we're not sitting there looking to see if you've paid your taxes or not. That's not our job. Our job is this life and limb bit. So we're helping... Yes. 
uh, the operator and the um, and the consumer have some faith in what's going on. And as you just said, trust is the big thing now. Trust is 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 massive. Um, a lot of people in the industry. We did some research in 2019, and a lot of consumers thought the industry was regulated. Well, it, it is regulated, but of course, there's nobody checking that regulation. Um, and, and they're unaware of that, but of course they've become much more savvy around yes. checking and looking to see if the right things are in places now. Yes. They, you know, they, they don't want to take their life in their own hands. They, they want to Absolutely. Know they yeah, yeah, most most definitely. I think I think the way you, you've explained that is really, really useful for people. Also, you've mentioned that, and we've just touched on how important trust is, and how would we go about communicating the the protocols the levels of cleanliness the fact that we've maybe been through an accreditation process like safe clean and legal to help people or potential guests to be able to to book how can we show we've been through that i mean uh, there's, there's two things we're building a register at the moment so we will have a register of properties that, that are accredited so it's consumer based so consumers can check um but the second part for that is, is to get your get the stamp on all of your materials. So we were recently, the STAA had put something in one of the um, NHS publications, and we have had people actually uh, making bookings because they're looking for safe, clean and legal doctors and nurses who are particularly aware of, yes. of, of the cleanliness aspects and stuff, making bookings at properties that we've accredited because they're looking out for stamps. So that's really important. But the yes. things you can do internally as well, um, and that is things like um, we've got one big um, property. It's a vacation rental company, really, um, who use our checklists. So yes. the checklist um, is really there for the operator to make sure they've done every corner of the room. I used to call it when I ran hotels, room blindness. If you uh -huh. are seeing the room all the time and you're doing the same cleaning process, it's really easy to just miss something because, yes. because you just become that little bit unaware of things. But this checklist really helps you as an operator, but also... You leave that there um, and, you know, it's a piece of paper that you can bin every time or you can have it online as part of um, pre-arrival information. But just to show that you've actually completed all of these checks is a massive thing for, for customers. But it's a really nice touch. Yes. To say, we've done all of this. Don't worry, you're safe kind of thing. Um, anything like that. I've seen um, operators who, who go full hog on PPE, proper wellies and aprons and the whole thing. And then pin the doors open so that any guests or customers walking past, if you've got that sort of a building, can see that how much, how many precautions how you're taking. Yes. Doing. Um, so it. just try and think of the little touches you can give to them so they're reassured when they're there, but also things like the stamp on when they get there. I mean, our, our accreditation, just a quick punt, is, is the only one that which recommends, so which magazine wow. recommends. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well worth it. And, and I know lots of people find the tips and support they get is, is one of the most important things. Yeah, and, it, and it's very, very reasonably priced. It is, it is. Yeah. So it starts from £120. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Depends, all depends on the size of your property and how long it might take one of our assessors to do it. So it's very straightforward in, in the pricing as well. Great stuff. And is that something you should repeat on a yearly basis? It is. So, yes. so one of the things we do is um, we upload insurance certificates and um, other information in there. So gas certificates and it has a chase system. So you might get accredited in April, but your gas certificate might run, run out in June. So our system reminds you to, to get a new one and do that. So 
we call it a rolling program because it's always relevant and it's always up to date because of Brilliant. that element of chasing and everything. So fantastic. Yeah. So once once you're in, really you've you've started to systemize another section of your business, which yeah. of course is is massively useful and and helps with so many different areas, including bandwidth being taken up by by your brain on a day to day basis and how much time you spend in your business. So that's a, another added benefit there. So. Could you give us a, a quick overview of the areas covered? So we've sort of talked about the, the checklist and the cleaning side of things, but what are you looking for to help people with when it comes? Okay, what are, what are the biggest dangers for a guest? So the things that, from the, the safety side of things, what are the slip-ups that, that, that owners might miss and that are the most, the accidents that happen the most that you're helping to sort of put eyes on to make sure they're stamped out? Um, I mean, most domestic properties can be converted to, to, to be okay for a holiday home, a vacation rental or a short stay or whatever. Uh, but the things you've got to look out for are things like, I mean, I always think the children, and I, I worry about this, is, is, is blind cords, things like that. Yes. Um, glass that, that might be in the middle of a room that somebody could walk into where it's got no indicator that it exists. That, yes. That's always really dangerous. Um, I, I mean, there's all sorts of balconies that are low, too low. Um, you've got to think about what your market is and do the best for your market. The other thing, actually, it's worth talking about. So Safe Clean Legal was built on this premise, this, um, this um, primary authority thing around environmental health, fire safety and um, trading standards. Right. I think, um, and I go back to our life and limb bit, the environmental health is cleanliness and, and making sure your legionnaires is done and all of those sorts of things. Um, it, and I also think... Um, in terms of, of being legal, you, the insurance documents are really, really important because that protects both the owner, operator and the, and the guest, potentially. Um, unprotected staircases where people can fall off. It's just, it's thinking around, it might be quirky as your home, but actually if somebody's not used to it, yes. um, that you have to consider what might be the risks to them. Are they bringing children? That, that's a definite, um, have a think about that. So where do they put their bleach and, and, and whatever they're using? Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it, household things, fire safety is, is huge. And there are loads that, in fact, there's a place on Amazon, you can get these little fire safe sprays and you can throw them into burning pans. And actually, as an owner, I can recommend these little kits enough um, because what they'll do is they'll stop damage. Most fires yes. in houses are small, but these will stop damage to your surfaces and things like that if, if somebody has a pan fire and much easier to use than a fire extinguisher. Yes, it, it's it's those sort of just common sense your property carbon monoxide detectors. It, it, they are not law, but they, for me, actually, God, if there was something I could push through Parliament, carbon That'd monoxide detectors, that would be it. That would be it. Mm. And we put that in our accreditation because actually, I mean, a, a terrible story, but a little boy died in in a bedroom from the house next door having a leak. So you can't always you can't always yes. Um, protect against what you can do so you know I mean uh, yeah I, I personally think they should be in every home whether they're they're out for rent or not but anyway yes. uh, but, yeah um, but yeah and then and then things like the trading standards that covers off you need to be honest on your wherever you're advertising and um, and obviously part of our process is a verification process so we check a property exists through having the information we get and through the visits we do um, that's the other one not so much life and limb but it does obviously uh, affect customers when they turn definitely. up in somewhere that doesn't exist or they've taken their money or whatever so um, definitely yeah so those those are the th those are the small things but um 
most likely the ones I hear about are things like falling off stairs that, are, uh, that don't have rails or balconies. Um, trips and slips in houses happen all of the time and you can't be held accountable, but I would get insured. Yes, definitely. And I think that's, that's another, another side of it, actually, that, that you sort of touched on there is that you're not just protecting the guest, but you're protecting yourself as well from an insurance perspective. And of course, as you mentioned, with the, the sticks for the, the fire, which I'll link up in, in our conversational chat below, um, I'll find those and get the link. And you're protecting your property as well and, yeah. and sort of future, future business, yeah. because yeah. a fire could be I mean, disastrous for for a long time. <laughs> it, it, absolutely, but but also just some little measures might help a fire not expanding, but but also stops you suffering from wear and tear issues that are going to cost you a lot of money to fix. Yeah, most um, definitely. So there's yeah. a there's a lot to be protected here. I think this is a really really good conversation to be to be sharing. Um, in terms of your um, your coverage at the moment, are you UK only, or do you cover other areas too? Well, we've, we've always, um, we've always, for the last 10 years anyway, we've done, uh, we cover South Africa and we run the Channel Islands accreditation and the, that of the Isle of Man. Um, we have made some roads into Europe, which is great. Um, and we also have an Asian partner that's just about to launch and, and do a licensing franchise agreement from us. Great. Um, the other one that's really looking very positive is the state. Not quite sure how we're going to handle it, but, but it, we're getting lots of interest and we've run some remote accreditation given well the last year, which has worked surprisingly well, to be honest. Um, and actually, you can see if somewhere is clean or not clean properly um, quite clearly. I don't agree with photographs um, being a standard or, or I agree with them in, in one way in as an operator if you used a, um, a set of photographs that your cleaner maybe took as they left they help you with evidence if there's a complaint around um, one cleanliness or two damages that sort of stuff yes. so you've got the before and after potentially photographs but actually from our perspective photographs won't help us with with um, things like the health and safety issues because they don't it's not a, a panorama it's not the whole what is the whole risk of, of, of a visit. It remote like we're doing actually works surprisingly well the joys of technology so, yeah. Um, yeah yeah so fingers crossed we, we will find some solutions with the states as well which is which is great yeah exciting stuff and, and yeah. what are you what are your predictions from sort of an accreditation perspective moving forward do you think the push for regulation and accreditation in our industry will be sped up now just there's I so much there's highlight a, on it <laughs> i think i think there's a there is a i mean a, I've always believed, I've always lobbied for a registration scheme. And I'll tell you for why is because having run the Visit England scheme, the people, the bad actors at the bottom ends of the market will continue to be bad actors. And, and unfortunately, you know, mm. for the best will in the world, they, they don't um, do that. Uh, they won't join in. But I think actually, if the industry could agree to a registration scheme that that was suitable that's probably better than legislation being forced onto the industry mm. um and and so i mean I, we position ourselves gladly to run something like that because because we can do that safe and legal and and then get people to join the journey of continuous improvement as they go up we will end up with the bad actors missing but it would be so much easier for council to identify them because they'll have all the good ones following a yes. process that everybody's agreed is the right thing to do yes definitely and I mean, you can see in Scotland, I, I, I mean, there are registration schemes in different countries and Scotland's looking at a licensing agreement. Uh, there is definitely a push to, to, to get more regulation and not least because during COVID, how, the government couldn't find half the businesses they needed to support. So it, it yeah. wasn't just from the perspective of mm. us 
um, making sure you know making sure they're, they're operating at the right level it's it, it is actually the whole it could be supporting you properly so yeah. yes yeah definitely so that, so there's there's more than one side to that as well which is, is super interesting so what what do you have any final words of advice for anyone wanting to get started uh, as a short-term rental provider now we, we talked about the ones that are not operating operating brilliantly as sort of uh, down at the bottom and I start to wonder if really some of those are going to drop away because it's just going to get harder and harder to, to, I mean, the standards have gone up. People want more. So those people are probably going to drop fall by the wayside, find some other way of, of making a living or building a business um, because people, they're, they're, what they're offering won't be wanted anymore. So do you think we're going towards the people that that are doing it right are really going to be the I, ones that are going to survive. I, I definitely, I think the industry is professionalising, and and actually this this COVID nineteen has been a catalyst for the consumer, hasn't it? It's that whole they are starting to look, they want to be able to trust, but they're now much more curious and much more interested about what the offer is. And when I say professionalising the industry, that's not to lose the quirks or the individuality. I mean, I, this is one of the things I always sat there and, and had a problem with 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 the common standards that that the that the government's have been involved with less so now, but but one, they didn't box off that whole health and safety verification process properly. But two, they were based on a set of, of really prescriptive standards. And I actually think we need innovation. We need character. We need all of those things. We don't need somebody saying, have two bedside tables and a full size fridge freezer. You don't, you know, do what's right in your marketplace. Just do it safely and cleanly and, and be innovative because that's going to win you more fans as consumers. That's where you're going to get... Um, a return on in your investment you're going to get better average rates you're not going to be such a busy fool if, if you're if you're charging more money and you're not going to get the wear and tear and you're doing everything properly there's definitely um a much better margin at the top end and do it by doing operating a professional operation um and being creative I would absolutely encourage that because you know we're not common in the UK we shouldn't we shouldn't have common standards yes yeah <laughs> we should be leading the way and yes. yeah I, I yeah. think with people like you supporting owners I think that's um that's definitely the way that it's going to go so thanks so much for spending some time with me today it's it's really good to hear that there are people that are as passionate as you are with the knowledge that you have here to, to support owners moving forwards and yeah and protect owners as well and protect our industry so thank you for coming to spend the time with me I have got one final question which I've just been asking everybody and it's a tricky one because it's been so weird but where do you see the future of our industry headed as a whole I think it's going to grow and grow and grow and actually I think it's it it's going to support lots of other things like going back to that whole blurring of lines I think it's actually going to improve people's domestic lives in the long run because they're going to use flexible living. I was just looking at a project um, around Europe, actually, it's a European funding project. And actually, how many people, you know, notwithstanding those with young school age children, are going to just go and relocate for a month somewhere because they can go try something different and, and let their house out? I actually can't. I can see it escalating rather than um, rather than falling back. And actually, going back to the lines that are blurred. Actually, there'll be a mix of the vacation rental or traditional self-caterers with, with the whole service department in London uh, or in any big city. I just, I just think, actually, we're going to become more adaptable. And, and as long as we have those basics in place, it's, it, yeah, it could be amazing.
yeah exciting yeah very exciting I I like that future (laughs) I'm taking that one (laughs) all right thanks so much Deborah for coming to to chat to me is is there a way that people get what is the best way to get in touch with you if people would like to know more if they'd like to get involved uh, um, website www.qualityintourism.com um, or we have an email address just hello at qualityintourism so dot uh, com so and so just give us uh, give us a shout I'm happy to help anybody great stuff all right have an amazing day and I will speak to you again soon bye for now thank you, thank you.